Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network match report with me, Adam. It's finished. Newcastle United 3, Luton Town 1 in the third round of the FA Cup. We're into the fourth round again, people. This is nosebleed territory for us under Mike Ashley. Indeed, over the last 11 seasons, we've only made the fourth round four times. The rest of the time, we've been knocked out in the third round. In five of the last six years, we've gone out to lower league opposition. In fact, the last time we played Luton, which I believe was 93-94, we got, we got beat off Luton then as well. So there was a lot of omens. There was a lot of potential for a banana skin. Uh, the minnows of Luton uh, with a potential giant killing. Just seeing how many FA Cup cliches I can get in here. Um, David versus Guller. But no, um, I thought Luton gave a very good account of themselves. I mean, there were 7,500 Luton fans there today. And I thought they were they sung pretty loudly. I thought they were great. They seemed to really enjoy the day. I think they were... And, you know, chatting to a few Luton fans outside the ground beforehand, and afterwards, I think they were they were they were relatively pleased with their second half performance. But it was the first half performance by Newcastle that ultimately sealed the tie. Um, it was a brace by Jose Perez and a goal from Shelby that put the game to bed pretty much on 39 minutes. Now. Rafa fielded quite a strong lineup, actually, a lot stronger than I expected. Freddie Woodman did get his debut in net, and we played a 4-4-2. Marino and Shelby uh, started, and it was quite obvious from the lineup and the formation that Rafa was wanting us to attack, which which we did. We 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 spent a lot of time in the final third in, in both halves, and. But despite that, I, I thought before Perez broke the deadlock on the half-hour mark, I thought Luton were very compact, very organised. They, When they got the ball, I thought they were quite composed on the ball. They seemed quite comfortable and confident with it. And it's you know not difficult to see why they're riding so high in League 2. They're running away with the league as it stands. Um, by far the highest goal scorer. So there's always going to be a goal scoring threat from Luton. And I mean, even when, I mean, Jamal Lascelles went off injured um, fairly early on in the first half and was replaced by Isaac Hayden alongside Kieran Clark. But even before he was off the pitch, which you would imagine would make us a little shakier as his absence in recent uh, last couple of months has, has proved, they were very good at getting in behind our defence, behind our full-backs, and although I don't, I felt they were always missing that final shot or chance or ball, they were getting in our final third quite a lot and a little bit too easily for my liking, and there was just a lot of complacency, I thought, at the back. And before we broke the deadlock, just maybe a lack of urgency as well from, from our midfield, and maybe that was a testament to how well organised Luton were but we had a couple of warning before the goal we had, we had a couple of warning shots I think Murphy was the first uh, notable chance where he cut in from the right hand side and uh, tried to curl a left footed shot around the goalkeeper who saved well we also had um, 
a fizzing shot from Perez as well, but it was um, it was the Spaniard who ended up scoring, who it was a it was a free kick uh, put in, and the the goalkeeper's made a huge error. He spilled it. Uh, there was a lot of looting bodies around, but he's he spilled it, and it, you've got to give credit to Jose Perez for the desire, because not only did he try to get a foot in for the first one, but he, he really battled hard to get a second foot on it which eventually took it over the line and that was kind of the beginning of the end for Luton in what was quite a horrific uh, nine minutes for them and it wasn't long before Richie got it on the right wing about six minutes later and he had crossed it for Perez who had improvised um, in, a, in a backward header towards Gale who at first I thought had actually scored I was up in the uh, Gallagher corner so I couldn't quite see um, but what actually happened was Gale headed the ball towards um, the bottom corner the left hand corner the keepers made a, a really good save and it was Perez who ended up tucking it away so you know brilliant for Perez to for the anticipation there uh, Gale I thought played really really well I thought I thought a pair of them uh, really caused some problems and their their mobility and you know willingness to have a shot on goal. We had a lot of shots on uh, sorry we had a lot of shots but very few on target which has kind of been a story of our season so far. It was twenty five shots and only seven of them went on target. So and we scored from pretty much half of those. So uh, Perez and Gale, I, th I think were kind of too much for the Luton defence to handle. Uh, but my favourite goal uh, was the third goal, which was, again, Perez and Gale combined. Perez fed it into Gale, who just who just stopped it in front of Shelby, who'd been running through from centre midfield, and he just swept the ball back very comfortably for 3-0 on the 39th minute. And for me, that was, that was kind of game over, but guess what? When Newcastle United, we don't do things... Easily and to Luton's credit, um, I thought they'd 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 thrown some warning signs to us, um, which I don't think we've, we 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 fully dealt with, and it was kind of their lack of finishing rather than anything else, rather than our good defending that that meant that they went in. I thought three 0 flattered us at half time, although we did have a lot of shots. But maybe 2-0 would have been a fairer reflection, um, if I'm being honest. Their goal was, I'd say, deserved. I, I really did feel that they were a threat to us in the, in the final third. And it was a, a kind of long clearance. At first, I thought it was a kind of back pass that had gone awry. But ultimately, a, a Luton defender had kind of cleared it. And we hadn't pushed out properly. So the defence had completely exposed Freddie Woodman. Woodman's had to come out, and he didn't have a lot to deal with before this incident, and he's had to come out, he, he's missed the ball, Hilton's put it in, uh, into the net, through Kieran Clark's legs, who was kind of like the last man, I thought he'd almost try to save it, and Luton get the goal, that I, I feel that they probably deserved, and the fans had their moments, and went wild, and you know, fair, fair play to them, I thought they were, I thought Luton give a really good account of themselves, but from that moment, Luton really, you know, grew in confidence and you could tell that the spirit was quite high and they really put us on the back foot. 
they had a great chance that was uh, fed through and was I mean it was Hilton again was offside but it was a, a really strong finish um, into the near post past Woodman and of course Hilton hasn't realised the flag's gone up he's off celebrating in the corner uh, with all the fans up on level 7 and he has he's probably it's probably taken him about 20 seconds to realise that the goal was disallowed but it, you think at 3-2 with about 20-15 minutes to go, that's that's going to cause us a lot of problems. That's going to give us a really, really nervy finish. But as it as it happens, it could have knocked the, the wind out the sails, but it didn't. They pushed on. They grew in confidence, and I think this is this is when they started to show the kind of team that they are. Again, really comfortable on the ball passing it around with confidence and they got a free kick. I mean, there was a kind of moment where Hayden had got in on a really late challenge on a Luton player. Shelby had a little, another little petulant one um, where he's just kind of kicked the guy running through from behind. I mean, there, um, there was also a bit of a strange incident with Mankio that could have been a lot more serious. Given what happened with uh, Roberto Firmino and Mason Holgate in the Liverpool Everton game, where Holgate pushed Firmino into the Horden, you know, the advertising Hordens, he's got over. Something similar happened with Mankio, you know, getting sort of nudged into the advertising Hordens. So luckily he got up and he was he was okay, but there was maybe probably a yellow card in that. I'd, I'd, I'd say from where I was sitting, but. Maybe other people have a better view of the game. So there were just signs there that Newcastle were picking up a couple of yellow cards. It was getting a bit scrappier and maybe not quite losing our heads, but just not able to gain possession to calm everything down. And we gave away another free kick on the edge of the box. And I think it was Elliot Lee, uh, Rob Lee's son, who had a, a really a, a very similar position to the free kick that led to Perez's first goal actually in the first half and he, he beat, he's beaten Woodman and he's rattled the crossbar and very unlucky for them so in the space of a few minutes they've had a goal disallowed, they've hit the crossbar but from that moment onwards I thought Luton's charge sort of waned and Newcastle just settled things down a bit. After that we went on a couple more attacks, um, some really nice passing movement, some really nice feet from the likes of Richie and Perez and Gale, lots of one-twos, lots of laying it offs and it, I was really I was really impressed with our attacking play today and as much as we really do need to ramp up the finishing and getting more shots on target, the very fact that we had 25 shots shows how much we were going for it and wanted to be proactive in the game and Yes, we did balloon a few shots, and even um, Diarmi and Save came on towards the end of the game to try and shore things up in midfield. Shelby went off for Diarmi, who'd been he'd just been booked, and uh, Marino went off for Save, who just came in to tidy things up really, and it sort of was effective. It was, I mean, as much as we really should be beating Luton at home. Three divisions down, you know, they were always going to be a goal threat given how many they've scored this season. They were to be respected given that they're 
doing very, very well in their league. But I think 3-1, we've had a great run over Christmas. 3-1 at home. I think it's the first time we've scored three goals since we beat what? Uh, sorry, since we beat West Ham at the towards the start of the season. So it's been a while since we've seen some goals at St James's Park, uh, that sort of many and that amount. So it was very pleasing, despite you know the disparity in league status. It was important for confidence that we kept momentum going from that Christmas period, and especially going into what is going to be an absolutely crucial game against Swansea at the weekend. A huge six-pointer. We beat them at the Liberty Stadium due to a Jamal Lascelles header earlier in the season. And what was a little bit of a surprise victory, really. But we really, really need to be gunning for three points. Luckily, Lascelles, who went off early in the first half, apparently it was fine. It was a precautionary... Uh, measure for a, he felt he started to feel his groin and Rafa Benitez didn't want to take any chances felt that even playing Hayden out of position would be enough for us to um, stop Luton from progressing <clears throat> I thought I thought Clark was okay I, I mean the, the, the defence in itself probably just had a few too many lapses in concentration for my liking and against Premier League opposition they'd probably be punished more but I thought I thought Richie looked lively I thought Murphy tried hard but yeah I was really impressed with Gail and Perez and I know Perez got the brace but I, I probably would give him a man of the match to, to Dwight Gale just for his movement his anticipation and his involvement in uh, a couple of the goals as well. Um, that's nothing. That's not taking away anything from Jose Perez, who I thought, you know, he's he's had a really good um, week, hasn't he? Uh, obviously, getting the winner against Stoke. But Newcastle are into the fourth round. I think we really need to get another home tie. I think that really helped us today. And Forty-seven thousand fans today for a home tie against Luton in the FA Cup third round. Magnificent. Obviously. About 7,500 of those were Luton fans and they um, commandeered the, the top level, level 7. But a very, very important win. It shows Rafa Benitez has taken the FA Cup seriously, which is huge. But ultimately, does he probably feel that we have the squad to go all the way? Probably not. And is Premier League always going to be the priority? It probably is. And as it stands... It's the 6th of January. Rafa still doesn't know what his transfer budget for January is. It's classic Newcastle. I fully expect him to be let down in this transfer window as he has the previous two. If a takeover is going to happen or not, we need to get funds. However it happens, we need to get funds. I think Rafa's already trying to line up the likes of Kennedy and Danny Ings, if reports are to be believed. But... In summary, lined up a couple of deals that didn't go through either because the club um, hesitated, didn't strike while the arm was hot, and we lost those players, the likes of Tammy Abraham and Willie Caballero. So we'll see what happens. But the most important thing now is focusing attention on the Swansea match. A win in the Cup is great. It gets us into the fourth round, but ultimately I think what's most important is we have maintained the momentum confidence remains high 
Freddie Woodman's got his run out, which I was really hoping he would, and he did have a couple of shaky moments in the first half. I don't, you know, I'm not going to blame him for for the for the goal really because I think his defence left him far too exposed. He had to come out and do something. He can't just um, allow Hilton to just bear down on him without without going to challenge. But I thought he made a really really good save towards the end of the game as well, um, from the move that came from Elliot Lee hitting the crossbar. He made a really important palm save, so I think that'll do his confidence the world of good. And fantastic that he's got a run out. I really feel like we need to blood in youngsters like him. You know, the likes of Fraser Forster, we didn't really do much and we let them go. And, you know, even though he's had a shaky couple of years, Fraser Forster, I still think he's a pretty good keeper and one that we probably should have exploited a bit more rather than just selling for a couple of million. And regardless of the... <laughs> the sell-on fee for when he went to Southampton from Celtic but really pleased it's another victory um, confidence is high Lascelles should be okay for Swansea which is huge news and everyone's buzzing again and we're into the fourth round can we make it to the fifth round it's it, it, it's all up for grabs it all depends on the draw that's going to be quite interesting to see who's in but you know, the likes of Sunderland are out, which is fantastic. A Middlesbrough draw would be really, really tasty, I think. I mean, even the likes of Stoke, who've had a... They've had a terrible week, haven't they? Um, they've basically... Stoke have basically had the opposite week to Iosi Perez, which is always pleasing. Um, keep up the good work, Mark Hughes. I've been Adam of the Two Network. Brilliant result. Job done. We move on. Swansea next. Please subscribe on YouTube. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well for usual crack. Thanks very much. I've been Adam. See you later, everyone. Bye, see bye.